Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Drunk Friend Podcast, episode 120. And as always, we're your hosts. I'm Travis. That guy over there in sunny Albuquerque is Alex. Hello, Alex. Uh, are we doing a podcast? I'm busy watching the twins. Oh, you said you would. You said you would give me a little bit of time this week. Yeah, during the Twins game, they're down three to one in the bottom of the fourth right now, and this this Urquidy guy is freaking dealing. I don't know who he is on the on the Strohs, but he's he's a good pitcher. How superstitious are you when you watch baseball? None. What's not whatsoever at all. I was going to say, is like there a thing where like if you record a podcast after the third inning, then you get a better <laughs> shot? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I was when I was a kid, though. I, I, yeah, it was, it wasn't anything crazy. It was just like I have to wear this shirt, or I, I'll tell you what, like when the '98 Vikings, I, I, when they lost in the NFC Championship that year, I got a Randy Moss jersey for Christmas, and when they lost that game, I, I threw that jersey off of me like it was covered in disease. And I, I thought I could. I thought I could never wear it again because, like, I, I just, I just, I thought it was cursed or something. So yeah, that uh, that stuff does cross my mind once in a while. That's awesome. That is awesome. I don't know that I've ever had that. I mean, when I played baseball, oh yeah, you have you keep you have more of an athletic background than me. So did you have any for like football, baseball, all the stuff you did? Yeah, for baseball, I you know, whenever I pitched going in and out of the dugout, always got to jump over the line. You can't step on the dust or you know what I mean, like the paint. The, you got to jump over the yeah. first baseline. Chalk, yeah. You always got to jump over that. I also had little things where like this was just like a little kid, like I wasn't really superstitious. I was just like a, a weird kid like I had to like rub the the laces on the baseball like like count like a five count before i would get into my stance <laughs> or like you know you like you stomp the grounds like some of it's just like habitual it's not really superstitious but it become like like ticks or you have to do it or when you're at the plate you got this like regimen that you're doing with your bat oh, smack yeah. and your cleat hitting the far side of the plate making it bounce twice but things like that like if i didn't do it i was like well i'm not going to get a hit because i didn't do my thing yeah you don't feel comfortable if you don't do it yeah, it's really strange. Yeah, it's uh, I remember um, I I would copy uh, Kirby Puckett's thing at the, at the plate where he did two, three, four waggles, and he, you would just like kind of match the rhythm of the pitcher, and just kind of like keep kind of doing the bat waggle thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I probably did not look nearly as cool as as Kirby did at that point. No, no, and Kirby, you know, he looks cool playing baseball he looks good at a buffet like pretty fucking he can make anything look awesome <laughs> dude was built like a classic guy who was built like a fire hydrant like like uh, Marie, yeah. maurice jones drew is the same way where it's like that guy should not be an athlete but somehow he is it's like very yeah, odd just that you know a, a, a tea kettle body is not like a compliment <laughs> for an athlete he and like like ron gant and terry pendleton they were all just like oh yeah that's just that third baseman body where it was just all slab. Ron, Ron Gant was pretty cut, I think, but Terry Pendleton, you're right on. Like that that's another guy that was just like he looked like a dad, basically. Like a, a lot <laughs> yeah, of those he, a lot of those dudes, uh like if you look at their baseball cards from like the mid eighties, where where they you know, the cards in the seventies weren't as fun because a lot of them were poses. Um, you know, like preset, like you know, photo shoots and stuff like that, or they were just portraits of their faces. But once you got to the '80s, then they started doing like action shots in the field, 
and you saw some of these guys in motion, like their pictures, and some mm-hmm. of them it's just like, how the hell is this guy an athlete? <laughs> like, right? like there's one guy in particular who's a relief pitcher for the Twins in the mid '80s, and I had his card. His name was Neil Heaton, and if you look up his 1986 Fleer, it's like this guy's an athlete. He looks like he he looks like my you know whatever joke you want to put my friend's dad you know uh that works you know selling vacuum cleaners or something like no it, lie this guy looks like <laughs> one of my daughter's friend's dads who also is like a top cook at a local restaurant oh right that on family owns. well that guy's just that guy's better perfect. off then yeah oh my gosh yeah the same look wow he's one of those guys that the, like he always looks like the sun's in his eyes even when he's like indoors <laughs> He just looks bothered by the atmosphere always. Uh, I love it. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, yeah. Athletes back then, not the. My dad has a phrase that he loves to use for like anytime he sees Bartolo Colon or like somebody <laughs> on the mound. He goes, "Oh, that's a finely conditioned athlete right there." Like he always finely conditioned athlete was like his catchphrase. Basically, like anytime he saw a fat guy on tv like that was his go-to <laughs> his go-to phrase that somehow never got old for him oh what else has been going on we haven't put out an episode in a while because you know we've both been we're, we're pretty busy and i can't i can't even blame it on like youtube stuff because i've only put out like one video in the last month and it was about gumshoe which takes like no effort to play or make a video about i am working on something big for rocktober though oh rocktober okay it's, yeah. it's every nes game featuring the rock <laughs> that's right that's right i don't know why i said rocktober i was going to even make a toyotathon joke but i don't even know what month that is so i, was, I don't know uh, uh, toyotathon but, is every month it's a, it's a, it's it's not a month it's a thon <laughs> that's right god see i'm so stupid oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no i we've we've been we've been busy i've been busy have you been busy um yeah but not with anything actually interesting um mm. it's it's <laughs> The disappointed sigh there really, ah, really, well, really, really lifted my spirits. No, I'm sorry. There goes our content, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah, there you go. Um, no, I've I've really just been watching playoff baseball um, while stuck in, you know, whatever work meeting and um, just trying to work on. I, I have a big week planned for uh, Thanksgiving week this year, like I always try and do every year for the SNES Drunk channel. So I'm I'm kind of chipping away at that stuff while still plugging away at uh, other stuff. Uh, in the meantime, like this week, I I took a look at like this PAL region only game that's a racing game uh, for Hanna Barbera, and they somehow didn't make it a wacky races game. Instead, they made it just a a really crappy like you know tile based top down off road style game. Not very good. Weird. Um, it has it does actually have like more features than you would guess, but the menus and the the layout are so incredibly confusing that it's not worth buy, like spending even two minutes on because you'll just you'll just be like, what the hell am I even looking at? I don't know how to play this game. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. I've been playing lots of Hanna Barbera video games. I was gonna say, I guess. I guess you got to. That's yeah. part of the I mean, yeah. That 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 is what I set out to do when I when I first started this whole thing is like I'm curious what this game is and this helps me remember what it is. So towards that extent, then yeah, it's it's something. Right on. Are you playing anything for pleasure? Sure, lots of stuff. Uh Mario Golf uh 
uh, on Switch, whatever that's called, Super Run, I think. Um, that's Rush, maybe? Super Rush, yeah. I'm sorry. That that one is really, really fun. The online mode, like every, you know, it's just uh, four players playing three holes. Um, and uh, it's online. Uh, so it, each each thing takes like not even 10 minutes to complete. And right. right right now I am ranked in the top 200 uh, Whoa. for uh, it's really not that impressive because not that many people play online. But yeah, I'm top 200. Um, I get regularly paired against like the top 20 and they always smoke me. But still, it's kind of cool to play against. Yeah. You know, somebody, you know, people that are like ridiculously good at the game and they like know that's the, cool. They know the courses so well. That's assuming they're not bots, of course, which is always possible. But um mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's still got at least a few people in there uh, that are playing. Um, yeah, I'm also playing Sea of Stars here and there. I'm also playing um, lots of you know stuff for the channel. I guess you you didn't ask me stuff for the channel, but yeah, I guess those are the main ones. Sea of Stars. Um, you like in Sea of Stars because that's that's a, a throwback. It, yeah, in, it in, in, in it sense. is good. It just takes forever to really get going. Um, it's got like the longest freaking like opening kind of introduction before you finally get into the meat of the game it's like mm -hmm. two hours until you finally get going but uh after that it's it's really good um it's uh, music uh visuals uh, it's one of the best looking and sounding games of its of its style like that i've played maybe ever like it's so good looking and um it's obviously very clear that like a ton of effort went into this game but i gotta say it's not you know, people looking for like the next Chrono Trigger or whatever. This ain't it. Like, it's, right, it's, right. it's not that. It's it's much closer to like a Game Boy Advance RPG, like Golden Sun, than it is Chrono Trigger. Although there are like a million tiny little Chrono Trigger nods, like the way characters move and the and and stuff like that. Um, the way battles are set up uh, is very very Chrono like. But yeah, this ain't it. It's not that I, I I'm not some people love it and some people are just like what like this isn't like this is like I don't know they find it like completely unbalanced and don't like it but mm. I I'm kind of in between I'm leaning towards uh good though because other I wouldn't be playing it otherwise but um yeah it's overall it's a good time I I just wish there's one thing about this game that I wish I wish you were rewarded more for successfully parrying attacks like even if you oh, parry yeah. even if you parry attacks like you get hit uh during battle and of course if you if you miss your parry like you get you know 20 something damage but if i parry correctly it only reduces it by i don't know like 6 or 7 hit points like it goes from oh. 22 to 17 and i'm like why like there's no, there's barely a reward like cuz if i get attacked the same number of times i'm still going to die so yeah. I think they like kind of miscalculated certain parts or I don't know, but uh, I, that that's kind of disappointing for me, but um, I'm not going to get too into it, but uh, yeah, it's, it's still worth playing. It's, it's, uh, I, I do like the battle system overall. I like the characters. These people talk a lot though. Jesus. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's not like Trav there. Jesus. But <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, gotta, I sound too much like Jr. doing that. But um, <laughs> I was like, "Do I sound like Jr.?" No, no, I sound like Jr. doing that. I sound like it, like my exaggerated version of you. It's just Jr. King. It's, it's, <laughs> Serena's been sold out for weeks. Jesus Christ! 
Oh my gosh, you got to add that to the list for later <laughs> in the show when we bring up your um, uh, your impressions uh, from a from an email. Yeah. But you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't go ahead and shout out that a uh, fellow podcast on this network um, had a has a recent episode dedicated to Sea of Stars. If you check out IndieQuest, oh, our pal right. Burger Champ yeah. was a guest on that, and uh, those fellows go in deep on Sea of Stars. So if you want even more and very different opinions about Sea of Stars, be sure to check that out. Yeah, that's what I heard uh, based on the Discord, is that all three of those guys have completely different opinions. Yeah. Which is kind of, kind of, makes for kind of an interesting dynamic. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, and, man, to just further the shout-outs, I was on the most recent episode of that podcast talking about Super Meat Boy. Which well, is a, that's right up your alley. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I love, I love the Meat Man. I call him <laughs> Man now. I give him respect. Okay? He deserves it. <laughs> But uh, we, you know, we didn't have much planned for today. We we're just going to go through some emails uh, and then hit up some, you know, make fun of some YouTube comments. But I guess you know, well, what you you need to return the favor here. What do you plan? You got to let me know. Oh, I've been pl- yeah, I've been playing um, that Dead Space remake. Me and uh, Briz have been playing oh, yeah, that. Yeah. You know, he's he's my couch co-op buddy when things get spooky because you know it's not that we're yeah. too scared to play by ourselves well, or anything. It's just you know it's like convenient fact. You know, we're not scared. Nice to have somebody to hold your hand, yeah. It is, it is. I actually do get scared. And then um, (laughs) I've also been playing, because tis the season, I've been playing the, just remake month, uh, the remake, uh, I guess it's a remake or remaster of Medieval that was on PS1, That the remaster came to PS4 a couple years back, and I just Mm. love that game. So I've been running back through that, and it's a good time. Little skeleton guy running through some sort of medieval levels, and it's... It's fun. What well, is it like? Sense of humor. Third person. Yeah, third person action adventure. Like not really a collectathon, but it kind of has that vibe. Mm. Like in terms of just the way it plays, but kind of cartoony. It was one that I grew up with and found kind of oh, hard. Right Recently conquered it on PS One, and when the remake came out, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna turn this back up because well, that's a good always time. fun. Yeah, which I don't do often. You know, I don't. You know what I don't do? I don't replay games. Enough, I think. I, I, there's too many. I'll play one. I'll enjoy it. I'll move on. And lately, I've been kind of being like, you know what? I need to go back and just enjoy some of these things I love instead yeah. of keep moving forward. Sometimes go yeah. back. Yeah, that's true. So let me ask you this: since since you brought this up, um, well, actually, you didn't bring it up. I just, I just kind of, th- I don't know what that thought was, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but do you think the modern midlife crisis involves? Mm conquering your your childhood video games like do I mean, you, that's been me for yeah for the la- i don't know i don't know when the midlife crisis can officially start yeah i guess i guess that's not a midlife like because you're not in your midlife in your 30s at least not yet you know it's we're, right the, the, i hope the, not our our uh our age expectancy is plummeting these days but uh, <laughs> but uh we're still not there yet but yeah it's it's i wonder if like because there's still some games that are stuck in my craw that I I would love to be able to finish that I have not been able to finish. Hit me with them. Let's let's go back and forth. What are some for you? Um, jeez, off the top of my head, uh, I'm looking back at my games now. I'm doing that thing. You know what? <laughs> um, Metal Marines is one. I really like that game, but I've never been able to finish it. It's always a uh, Pilot Wings is another one. I've only beat oh, that shit. game with passwords. Um, I've never beaten it all the way through. Like some missions just kill me for some reason. I, I just can't do them. 
Um, that's another game. Way that's, tougher than the 64. Like, 64 is like a nice, relaxing experience. Yeah, I love playing that one. Oh, yeah. 64 is Super chill. Nintendo one's brutal. Yeah, that, the Super Nintendo one is, is basically a glorified... I mean, it's not, but it is kind of a tech demo of the Mode 7 capabilities. Mm. It's like a good way to show off how it's different than any anything else. But at the same time, like they made a really good game out of that, and it's really hard. Uh, at least I think it's really hard. But, I don't um, think I survived the tutorial on Pilot Wings Super Nintendo. But yeah, there's there's a few like NES classics that I've never beaten, like the first Castlevania. Um, and the I've third never, one is actually one for me. Or, I, yeah, or yeah. in Simon's Quest. In fact, those two I haven't. Yeah, I'm with you. I, the, um, all three Castlevanias on NES have never beaten one. So and I just didn't have the patience for two to beat it. I got far enough to like kind of kind of get it, I guess, and and learn to appreciate it. But uh, yeah, the, the three is I I don't even remember how far I got in three. Like in in the first Castlevania, I just get to death, and mm. I, I I always fall flat on my face, and I'm like, well, that's that's usually how far I get in this game. I'm not gonna yeah. But by, <laughs> by that time, I've already spent like ninety minutes playing, and I'm like, eh. And I, I kind of lose the will to care. But um, yeah, those those are ones like uh, Ninja Gaiden 2. I've never beaten that one. I'm looking at some of my, uh, some of my NES stuff now. Um, beating all the Mega Mans, Mega Men. You know, some of the games that I had growing up weren't classics. They were just games we had. And yeah. I played them. Yeah. And those are ones that are weirdly, like, I've managed to go through, like, you know, being a, a collector and whatnot, like kind of conquering most of the well-known titles it's just some of those random ass ones i had growing up that no one else <laughs> your, cared about your dad that picked, i think about your dad picked them up at sears because it was on sale for like 35 bucks yeah exactly you're like some random ass family member yeah like a hand-me-down video oh game. yeah so like one one that is like terrible game but i played it enough as a kid where i feel like to make that time to have ever mattered I should go back and beat it. It's Taz Escape from Mars on the Genesis. <laughs> Just no fun. Doesn't control well. It's I don't even it's dumb. Doesn't yeah. even make sense. Yeah. I gotta beat it one day. I thought you were gonna say Tasmania. I was like, well, at least that game is good, but that that game is not. Um yeah. I, I have a game that I've beaten once and it's for Game Boy and it's Bart versus the Juggernauts. The, oh yeah. The Simpsons game. It's laid out like a game show, only most of the games in the game show are really like surprisingly difficult it's a game boy game so it's met you know there's only like three three levels so to speak so there's like th at least three or four mini games in each level and uh some of them are patently unfair and i've only beaten that game once i would like to go back and beat that game again just to say that i did it just to like be like take that game you know like one of yeah. those one of those things like it does feel good though like yeah i've managed to you know it i was like in my 30s before i finally beat the first super mario brothers after watching my dad do it like almost every saturday through my childhood <laughs> and i was like what is my dad like a freaking wizard like the guy doesn't know how to use the copy machine but he can like destroy mario and it never made sense to me. When I finally did beat it, I called him. I was like, Dad, you're going to be so proud. Forget the PhD. Forget forget all that. Guess what? I finally beat Super Mario. He's like, you beat what? Which game? What, what, did that, is that the one I played? I'm like, oh, fuck. You don't even remember? You don't remember what you did? I wonder if your dad would be good at like the uh, originally proposed Super Mario Brothers 2 that was... Like just oh, the lost levels, the lost levels. Yeah, I wonder if yeah, he'd maybe. like I don't know. kick kick ass at that too. That'd be kind of no funny. idea. When 
one of my last uh one of the last things that we did together i made him a, a raspberry pi like an you know emulation station loaded a ton of like classic nes games that i thought he would like on it yeah and he was just destroying games left and right like in his you know 70s and hadn't picked up a controller in like 30 years so i, I was so proud of him <laughs> he's got uh priorities i guess i guess so that's the, yeah. the right priorities i would say that's what i'm saying yeah Speaking speaking of priorities, we have a prioritized email from JJS Boyce. I know you love your your transitions there, so I I, te- I teared up. It was very good. <laughs> uh, so from JJS Boyce, it's a surprisingly good opening sequences. Okay, hello, drunk friends. I have a top five ish question for you. What games had unexpectedly banging opening sequences? The example that comes to my own mind is Sim Ant. When I popped that unassuming cartridge into my SNES, I was blown away by the sweeping music, beautifully directed animation, and an epic text description of an insect mating fight good enough to be narrated by David Attenborough. Best, JJS Boyce. JJS Boyce, always good to hear from you. Yeah, um, good to hear from you. Appreciate you in the Discord over there making me laugh all the time. I uh, I do have a good example. I haven't played Sim Ant. I hear it's terrible, but that opening sequence might be worth popping it in to check out. But this is a game that you... I'm about, to, I'm about to say a game that you don't like, but I think you'll agree with me that the opening sequence is pretty metal, and it's Demon's Crest. Yeah, for sure. It's demons. It's fire. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's pipe, pipe organ music. It sounds goth. It looks goth. It looks satanic and evil and awesome. Yeah. It looks... Yeah, and then that big thing chases you through the castle. Yeah, it's such awesome. a great way for a game to start, too. So good. Yeah. That might be my. I might have shot my wad on that one, to be honest with you. But do yeah. you have anything that comes to mind? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do actually. Um, the I, first, I want to shout out the Simant intro because um, it really is kind of like a 16-bit trailer for something like Planet Earth, like a really limited Whoa. kind of a thing. It's 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 the music that gets you, and plus, it's like the content about like, yeah, that's right. This game's gonna teach you everything you ever wanted to know about ants. It's like this. This game is like totally like dug in, completely dedicated to teaching you about ants. It's it's very interesting. I just love how that like you get that like Simpsons reaction shot. Like this game is going to teach you everything you need to know ah, about ants. Oh, <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Like it's it, you're. I now that you mention it, I I'm left watching that thinking. You know, like, why can't you do this about something interesting instead of ants? But uh, lo and behold, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. I I really like games that try very very hard. Like, like they really swing for the fences. You know what I mean? Like they're right. very ambitious. And this game is definitely ambitious. It, th- that doesn't mean it's all that great or all that interesting. But it's very ambitious, and I always admire that. So I always admired Sim Ant. Um, as far as bang and sequences go. Uh, opening sequences i i gotta go with lagoon okay that's, that's a game that's not that great but that opening sequence with that music pretty sick i i like that i like that sequence it all it does is set you up for disappointment because that game isn't very good fair uh, um but the music is great uh let's see shin megami tensei is the one i was trying to think of that is fits in with the theme october it's a very short opening sequence but it's creepy scary weird unlike anything else on any 16-bit platform or any game of its time just creepy weird awesome love that and then the one that sticks out to me i i I was stuck in thinking of super nintendo for the longest time 
I was like, what about games that aren't Super Nintendo? Like, I'm not used to thinking that way. But um, the one that comes to mind is Grand Theft Auto 2. Oh. Uh, because that game, or the, the intro to that game, when you first in, first uh, booted up, and this, this game came out, I had it for PC back in, like, when it came out in, what, like, 98 or 99, somewhere around there. Um, and this game was... Uh, very, very different from other Grand Theft Autos. So they needed to come up with all sorts of like interesting ways to like kind of sell the gimmick because the gimmick wasn't in the gameplay, if that makes sense. Because it was just, it was Grand Theft Auto back then was still just like top down driving, um, driving around and trying to like get, uh, earn favor from gangs. Mm-hmm. And the, the opening sequence, like, is like a move shot like a movie but it's with all these different gangs it looks like it's a trailer for a tv show on hbo or something Whoa. and it's really yeah it's really good it's really impressive um i always really dug it when anytime i booted the game up i saw it i would always watch it my brother and i uh and we would just like make fun of the dudes like you know what they were what they could have been saying at any given place but yeah, right. it, it is it is a uh, a really good intro. I recommend checking that that one out if you can. That actually, I when I was in tech school, that that intro inspired me to make um, my own version of it as part of my portfolio because I went to school for graphic design. So what I did is I kind of re-edited it a little bit to fit um, Phantomus page what what is it page twenty three I think. Um, Ugh, it's a track off their first album. Uh, fa- if you Google Phantomus page 23 and watch the GTA 2 intro, you'll see part of my portfolio for tech school <laughs> back in 2001. Wow. So that, yeah, that, that intro had quite an impact on me. So thanks for asking because it brought up a, a really good memory for me because I had fun. Yeah. Make, I had fun making that. Hell yeah. That is awesome. I was, I, I kind of like you, I was trying to think like, what are, what's difficult is that he says unassuming. And I think, oh, my mind unassuming. Keeps... It's like, I, I didn't, yeah, I'm just thinking like intros that, I guess unassuming, I meant by today's standards. Like everybody well, ignores, yeah, yeah. everybody ignores GTA 2. I never hear anybody talking about that one. No, I so. think, I think your answers were good. I was trying to think like in terms of the NES, like some of the best opening scenes, but they're all from games where you'd expect it. Like, yeah, Ninja, Ninja- Guy. Ninja Gaiden, yeah. you know, everybody goes to that one first, or Crystallis, or mm-hmm. I don't even know if Crystallis has a great intro. I just know it has a great story. <laughs> it's a good for game. Its time. Yeah, it's just a good game. But <laughs> but yeah, there there's all sorts of stuff like that. But I I hear you. I hear what you're saying. But yeah, yeah, good question. Appreciate that one. Welcome in, everyone, to this promo for the Split Up Podcast. My name is Jeff, also known as Mook. Just kidding. But seriously, if you love horror movies like I do, check out Split Up, where my co-host Dylan and I each bring a movie to the table that we think the other will enjoy. We both share our thoughts, have a few laughs, and if you love tangents about random things, we're definitely the podcast for you. Oh, and uh, once in a while, we like to do top insert random number list episodes about the things we love in horror, like take, for instance, uh, soundtracks or outstanding actor performances. You may even get a special guest here and there. Who knows? So make sure to check out the Split Up podcast. Wow, this is way easier when Dylan's not here to say something completely random and interrupt. Roll a mook. Interrupt me. Mook. 
Uh, and then we got our next our next email here. We got a big one from our guy Goof. Goof. He says, "Hey guys," and then he starts the email. Hey guys. Hey guys. Is there an echo in here? Uh, he <laughs> says, "Happy holidays." I've been pondering this email for a while now. I want to be the only person with the integrity and fortitude to speak up on behalf of the poor gray cartridge that has so often been Alex's whipping boy. Bill Lambeer's combat basketball. Do you see? Even when I read oh. that, I just want to start booing. <laughs> my like, I, I could feel it in my bones. I just want to say boo. But uh, I feel like this is like an episode of Donahue. All of a sudden, like I'm tense. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Lambeer's combat basketball and the people who love them. Next, Donahue. <laughs> here, here I am. Like, but you remember his move that he would do, where he'd put his leg up on the chair. And yes. like really, really like facepalm, like he was really concentrating. God, God, he was he was so good. What a showman! <laughs> he was he was really yeah he was really entertaining. Um, but Goove, meanwhile, also entertaining. He continues. All my life, I've been a sports gay. My dad was a high school basketball coach, and I eventually followed him into the profession after fooling around in law school for a little while. When I got my NES for Xmas in 1987, I got Mario, Zelda, and Mike Tyson's Punch Out and also Tiger Heli. I ended up with RBI Baseball, Tecmo Bowl, Tecmo Super Bowl, Ice Hockey, Golf, Double Dribble, and Tecmo NBA Basketball. Gotta Damn, say, dude, he's, that's he, a, he's got everything covered there. That's all the good ones, yeah. Except for he needed, needed Blades of Steel. Nah, I was to just going to say, it's, but Ice Hockey, Blades of Steel, like you either had They're one or the close. other. Yeah. yeah. And he continues, uh, all that is to say that I have always enjoyed sports games. When I got combat basketball, it was so weird. Yeah, probably because it sucked. <laughs> Sorry, that's my editorial there. My brother and I would just play and not worry about scoring. We would just hit each other the entire time. Yeah, that's that's why it sucks. Eventually, I learned the game, and I put a bunch of hours into it. To enjoy it, you just have to understand that it's not basketball. It's combat basketball. Just like Alex saying that Super Ghouls and Ghosts isn't hard once you rule the, learn the rules. No, it's still hard. But uh, <laughs> Bill Ambeer has some tricks up his sleeve. Building your team and advancing through the different leagues was a lot of fun for me. You can call it nostalgia. You can call it Stockholm Syndrome. But I just call it fun. Sorry for being long-winded and meandering, but somebody had to stand up to Big Bad Snestrum and say, no longer, no, sir, no longer, sir. Will Bill Ambeer and his really brutal slow basketball game be over your punchline? I don't know why I made him Marge Gunderson there. Oh, yeah. You did. Oh, yeah. You're just trying to pad your freaking impersonation stats. Oh, God. That's not a good impersonation. That's just <laughs> doing a bad Minnesota accent. Um, and then he says, hugs and kisses, goof. <laughs> Tries to make up there at the end on his way out the door. Yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, a great email. Um, <laughs> I, I I get what he says about building your team and advancing through the different leagues, but the problem is you can't tell the difference between the players on the court. You don't know who's who. Everybody looks the same. So how are you supposed to know unless you, like, shove someone or, like, heave a shot from 90 feet away? That's That, that game is so incredibly, like, lazily thrown together and so flawed. And they just, of all the people they could pick, they put Bill Ambeer on it. It's like, yeah, that'll sell. Anyway, <laughs> you, I'm done. Are all the players modeled after Bill Lambeer, <laughs> just that statuesque, perfect prototype of well, a tall, vanilla drink of water? Yeah. <laughs> 
tall vanilla drink. Tall, it's a drink of vanilla water. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said. I was just trying to like, you know, he's just he's so milk toast. Well, he's he's one of those guys like me that has no muscle tone. So he he looks like just like a big thumb kind of. He, not, not not like King Kong Bundy, like not like that exaggerated, but but he's he's one of those dudes that just he's just big, kind of like Jim Tomey. I don't know why I'm throwing out these like comparisons, but he looks like nowadays he looks like a Baldwin. Oh, now nowadays he looks stately. He looks like he'd like run yeah. for office or something. But when he played, and he he's one of those guys. He's just like a big dude, and he just like yeah. throw himself at you. You know, like he was he was such a pain in the ass. I'm not disrespecting his game because he was an excellent player. He was a key part of two teams that won the NBA title back in the 80s. He's like the third best player or fourth best player. It's him, Dumars, um, Isaiah Thomas, and Mark Aguirre. Like those, all those guys were were great. But uh, I couldn't stand the guy. Like, and and, and most of it was because because <laughs> of the most, game. Most of it was because <laughs> of the game. But like, it kind of like gave me like whatever it's called, where um, a certain bias towards him, like retroactively where I, I i would go back and you know i'd rent videotapes of like nba highlights and i'd see him and i'd be like ah the guy with the bad game he's a dirty player he's awful he sucks so yeah never <laughs> ne- never liked him have, have i talked enough about bill Ambier yet? <laughs> man we now we gotta get him on the show we gotta get him on <laughs> we got to have an episode Hi, where bill, how you <laughs> I like shrink into the car. I'm yeah. just like shivering the entire time. Yeah. We have to have an episode where I have to go belly up to Gary Kitchens and uh <laughs> one where you have to um admit to Bill Lambeer that you know it's all bias you you know you respect his video game sucks. Man, well you you know what enjoy Bill Lambeer's combat basketball goof. I hope you have a good time. Yeah, I mean I'm not telling anybody that's that's the point. I'm not <laughs> telling anybody not to have fun and enjoy their lives. And if your life involves <laughs> Bill Ambeer combat basketball in any kind of meaningful way, then I feel sorry for you. But also, I I can't I can't hate on that. Like, what so- would be what would what would be the modern equivalent of Bill Ambeer's combat basketball? What is a oh a, like an the, athlete and a player sport, a take on a sport? Yeah, what would be this a similar? Well, when I was uh, when I made the video on the on it for my channel, the guy I used was Kendrick Perkins. Mm, yeah, which tells you how old that video is. <laughs> that guy's long forgotten at this point. <laughs> that, guy, that was like 2015, 2016. But yeah. um, I don't know now. I don't follow the NBA like at all anymore. But he, it would be like if you were to do God, it would be like J. No, not Jason Kelsey. Because he's a he's not a dirty player. I don't know, like Indomitian Sue. Like people see him oh, as okay. a dirty player. Like yeah. he stomps on guys and tries to get away with stuff. Be like Indomitian Sue's combat football. Like, <laughs> would you buy that? Like, I don't think anybody would die. But is he still around? I don't think he's still around. That's not a current example. But yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, combat football sounds fun. That's just blitz. But pretty much, yeah. yeah. Interesting. I was trying to think of like a, a a baseball player too, but I feel like most baseball players, like because Bill Lambeer is kind of like he's a dirty player, but he's also just like oh. easily forgettable at the same time, like on the court. <laughs> like if you were listing players from his time, you know he he, he made a difference, but he's still like the thirtieth player I list. 
Oh, he's like the fiftieth player on the list. I'm I'm sure. talking about Alex English and uh and Antoine Carr. Remember him? Uh, yeah, I do actually. On the Utah Jazz, um, I'm thinking, geez, like there's a million guys I think of. Sam Cassell, Robert Ori. Yes. So I'm trying to think of what's like the fiftieth best player now that would get his own game. You'd be like, why him? John Starks. Was he just home when they came around looking for athletes <laughs> to put on covers? <laughs> Why well, even if you want to lean into the combat basketball motif, like who else? Like like Rodman? Like Ro- Well, Rodman wasn't a star yet. He was still a young guy. But if you were going to do the game in the 90s, it definitely would have been Rodman. Yeah. I'm not sure who wow. else it would have been. Barkley? Bar- oh, Barkley would have been good. Barkley would have been good. Shut up and jam or whatever that game was. Yeah, shut up and jam. (laughs) Jam it. God jam it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, he he did get his own game. I forgot about that. And then he got his own RPG. Uh, Oh, you know what? Years later, it could have been Rasheed Wallace's combat basketball. Oh, there we go. Yeah, where he just argues with Joey Crawford the whole time. (laughs) That's one of my... uh, When you do the punches in in Blades of Steel, it's like button mashing. You got to get the meter up to get the argument going. That would have been fun. That's one of my favorite things about. I, I wish I could remember the name of the game. I don't. I can't remember if it's a Super Nintendo game or a Sega Genesis game, but it's a tennis game where um, there's an option to argue with the linesman, with like the oh, the awesome. lines judge. Yeah, you you. <laughs> it and it seriously like plays a sound that goes like, <laughs> and it's hilarious. And um, what's his name covered it on his channel. Uh, geez, what's that guy's name? But um, uh, I wish I could remember it. But it is. I'll I'll see if I can remember it for next episode. I'll make a note of it because uh, maybe I can include I can include the audio. It's an audio. This is an audio medium. I think right. So sure. yeah, you're right. Is it? Uh, could you overturn the call through arguing? I think like, so. It- yeah, or it might have just been a cosmetic thing just for laughs. Okay, just so you could like. You know, do it, you know, because John McEnroe kind of made that popular. And it's on, uh, yeah. it's Aqualung's Game Reviews. Oh, okay. And yeah. I've, I've been following him for years and years. And I, it's, it's, I couldn't possibly find out what this game is called now, but um, I'll have to look it up. But I'll make sure to like find it because it is like everybody needs to hear this. It is really funny. I was going to say, because if you could overturn the call, that's the game like screwing you over and seeing if you have the <laughs> energy to call it out. Because I always thought that was weird. Like when I would play, and I don't know that, I think they made it, might have done away with it in some of the later iterations, or maybe they kept it. I don't remember, but you could argue or you could like, you know, throw in your flag to review a, a play in a football game. I don't know if Madden still does it or not, but I always find it kind of shady. It's like, so the game's intentionally fucking me over just to see if I notice. And oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've talked about that before, uh, on the SNES Drunk channel where, um, specifically in Madden 95, which I got for Christmas way back in the day, there is a point, uh, in the playoffs where the computer just gets mad at you for winning and it just openly starts cheating. So it starts calling more than three timeouts. If you're trying to like run the clock, you know, like you're say you're up like 20 to 17 with three minutes left in the fourth quarter and you're just running the ball up the middle. If the computer has, if, if they run out of timeouts, they'll start like calling teams. Like it makes no sense. It'll say like, like say you're playing Los Angeles, the, the LA Rams and it'll say LA Rams calls Jaguars. It's like, wait, what, what? <laughs> for, 
for what? And then we it got says, the Jaguars on the phone. Oh, that's <laughs> We're hilarious. Gonna make a last trade. We're going to trade for Fred Taylor right now. Holy um, shit! But yeah, it, it's and then it does. It keeps doing it. It's like uh, L.A. Rams calls Panthers, and you know, like it just keeps. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like it's it's the only game where I've seen that. It's specifically Madden '95. It's pretty funny. And by the way, I found that tennis game. It's called IMG International Tour Tennis, and it's for Sega Genesis. And okay. I'm not sure. Uh, I'll send you the link to the Aqualung video. But yeah, the, it's it, it's an argue feature, and it is. I, it really tickled me. It really made me laugh when I heard it because it's so stupid. It's just useless. But let me uh, throw that in here. Yeah, I'll check that out. And I'll put it in the show notes so folks can see it for themselves. Oh, right on. It's really funny. I'm so intrigued by that. It's weird It's weird that they, the game would just default, de- devolve into calling teams. Like, you get Mark Brunel on the phone from the Jaguars. <laughs> What's he going to do? Yeah, what do you want? I'm out here barbecuing with my family. <laughs> it's the yeah, I'm not in the playoffs. I'm yeah. not in the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the I'm in the Jaguars. We're we're new. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. All right. Well, we got one more email here, and this one I think is going to be a doozy. So this one's from Dylan B. Who's titled that? Impressions. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a Dylan with a B. Bringing the B game. Impressions says, Hey drunk friends, as opposed to friends who are drunk. And that's true. Alex, how many impressions do you do? So far we have heard your James Hetfield, Harry Carey, Joe Biden. Professor Frink, John Madden, and now George Takai. I'm sure I missed a few as well. Are there any others you are holding out on us, and are you the modern-day Rich Little? Trav, do you feel compelled to compete with Alex on the number of impressions you can do? Keep up the good work, Dylan B. P.S. Also, how much is the Immaculate Grid up your alley, Alex, especially since the Sport Reference Group took it over and expanded to the other big four North American sports? Uh, you know, let's take that last one first since we were being sporty. Uh, yeah, already. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say this is gonna be a very sports heavy segment. Um, I'll just get it out of the way real quick. Of course, I love Immaculate Grid, it's amazing, it's the best. Um, we have a whole uh, Discord devoted to it. Yeah, we have a whole, <laughs> our channel, <laughs> or we have a, yeah, a thread of a channel of a Discord, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot to do today's, so I can, I can do some of it right now. Oh, um, doing it live. Let's fucking do it live. Um, Speaking of live, how are the twins doing? Oh, shit. I haven't checked. Uh, It's three to two, which means somebody else hit a home run, I'm guessing. Uh, Looks like, yeah, my guy, Eddie Julian, hit a home run to left to make it three to two. Top seven. Is that starter still in there? Nope. It's Forrest. No. Oh yeah, that's they finally got that starter out of there. He was pitching really well. Now they're into the uh, bullpen of the Strohs, and nice. um, now uh, Kyle Tucker is at the plate for the Strohs. I mean, Just got struck out, or no? Sorry, Jose, your guy Jose Abreu is at the plate. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I, was, I hope the Twins win, but I do. I like Abreu to do well. I like that guy. But um, what were we talking about? Uh, Macular Grid. <laughs> I'm sorry. Immaculate Grid. Oh, we need a 3,000 strikeout. Who had 3,000 strikeouts that played for the Arizona Diamondbacks? That's Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. Uh, 3,000 strikeouts for the Texas Rangers. That's Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan. I'm so uh, good at this. 3,000 strikeouts in the Hall of Fame. Let's go Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens. That's exactly what I said. 
Uh, let's do. Um, wait, he doesn't have. Oh, he's not in the Hall of Fame. That's right. Oh, terrible job by me. All right, let's go. Uh, Greg Maddox. Or no, let's yeah. go Pedro. Oh, yeah, easy. Yeah, I love Pedro. And then we need a we need a guy from the Mets in the Hall of Fame. That's gonna be Tom Seaver. And we need a guy from the Yankees on the Hall of Fame. That's gonna be um, I don't know Yogi Berra. So let's do that. And then we've got the Mets and <laughs> Mets and Rangers. See, some of these are just, uh, I guess that's Max Scherzer. That's an easy one. Explain to the folks at home what do you, oh, what do, you it, do? How does this work? It, it's just like rows of three on each side that mm-hmm. um, make a grid, and you like they you know I don't know how do you how do you describe this to in, in an audio medium? There's got to be like yeah. a manual here somewhere. I can look up. <laughs> well, if if you are interested, you can go to immaculategrid.com. Yeah, it's just immaculategrid.com. It's just baseball trivia, and it throws a bunch of um, different scenarios at you where um, you have to think of a player, any player that played for both the, in this case, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the New York Yankees. I'm never going to be able to think of that um, uh, unless Tony Womack played for the Yankees, and I just don't know. Can't remember. Um, there's also the Diamondbacks <laughs> and the Mets, and then there's the Yankees and the Rangers. Those are my remaining squares, and I'm never going to be able to think of them. Did Chad Curtis play for the Rangers? I'm going to get, since I've already got one wrong, I'm going to guess Chad Curtis. Get Chad Curtis in there. Why isn't this working? Okay, there we go. He did 0.3%. Yes. Good what does one. that represent? Like that represents how many people yeah, how many people guessed him for that spot today. So, wow. yeah. So you so, got a pretty rare rare choice. Yeah. So let me think. Uh I can't do this on <laughs> I'm just wasting everybody's time. This is already too much sports. But All um, right. I, I, I just need hang on, let me look at it again. I just need to remember I need Arizona Diamondbacks. Talk talk us through the next uh talk us through your next decision as James Hatfield or Harry Carey. You know, do bring oh, the impressions okay. in. Okay. Uh, Harry Carey. I, I <laughs> have another beautiful age Budweiser as you take a look at the Mets. The Mets lineup. Uh, you think of the Mets. You think of Howard Johnson, the uh, Daryl Strawberry, the uh, 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 Francisco Liriano. <laughs> uh, See, I don't know any Arizona. Di- I think of like Luis Gonzalez and Tony Womack and Kurt. Schilling, I think of Randy, Randy Johnson. Yeah, Randy Johnson. Yeah. Like, I don't remember any Diamondbacks. They're a tough team for me. So I'm gonna have to like punt on this one. I think. Oh, that's a bummer. That's yeah. a bummer. Yeah, I only got seven out of nine. And I will say, like, just for the record, um, the other sports, I don't know how you find these, Trav, but the other sports for me, like, I do baseball really, really well, but football, hockey, basketball, like, those are tough. As The hockey, hockey one I is, like, even be. hockey yeah. one is impossible, not only because it's, like, it's only, you know, it's smaller rosters, but it's also... Um, it's also uh, what do you call it? Uh, the names are hard to spell. You know, it's like Kuznetsov for you know. Like, I don't know. How, <laughs> I don't know how to spell these dudes or uh, uh, Nikolai Khabibulin. Like, how do I? How Jeez. do I spell that again? Like, yeah. geez, wow. But, 
so that one's really, really hard. But um, the baseball one's a lot of fun. The football one I do once in a while, especially if they do like three thousand, you know, like ten thousand career passing yards. Like right now, this one is a uh, Super Bowl champion. Yeah, all you got to do is name guys on the uh, Patriots, Saints, Rams, Super Bowl champs, and yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Have you, like, do you have any others besides baseball that you like to do? I don't actually play the baseball one because I never get it right. I just am entertained when you and uh, Goov post your answers. I do the uh, what is the other game that we all play? Chuckle, chuckle. I do. I do enjoy chuckle because I, it's over quick. <laughs> I haven't done this one yet either. I went to. I, I've gotten the first one a couple times the past few weeks, which is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, because you it spans every sport. That's tough. Goov, since you uh, inspired that, I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> that audio play-by-play. I don't there know. I, d- so wait a second. This the the email says um, that um, I do Biden. I'm basically just m- mimicking Dana Carvey's impression, which I've said over and over. And it's Jobs, I, my dad, especially folks. lately. Like he's folks, folks, folks. I'm hitting the camp train. Uh, <laughs> I, I work tra- ca- campaign trail again. <laughs> I got my George W. Bush in there. Right, left hand don't know what the right hand's doing here. But that's uh, a good. You see, you, you all of your impressions are very passable. Mine, I do characters. I can't do impressions. I can't do. Well, the I'm not email, good at that. The email says I do John Madden. Like, do I? I don't remember doing. Like, is my Madden like passable? Like, if you if if you see the if the flag on the field, that means there's gonna be a penalty. It, 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 you know go up here, yeah. I think he's referencing your Summerall, who's always talking to Madden. Oh, Summerall, flag on the play. I was gonna say, like, I don't do Madden. I do well, Summerall, but you do, you do, you, you as Summerall, you talk to Madden. You say, John, uh, thanks, John. Yeah, exactly. I haven't, said, I haven't said that enough times on this podcast. Thanks, John. <laughs> that's it. That's your. There and, we go. Give us a little bit of a frink. Good uh, should be obvious to even the most dim-witted individual that mm-hmm. you should be able to find out what is going on in this Twins game and see if they are actually in commercial. And they are, which means that this score is not quite uh, up there. I'm trying to find the score, and I can't find it. It's still 3-2. to two. Wow. And recently you did a really good auto. Oh, auto, I do auto all the time, like just like in my house. <laughs> Whoa, that's that's totally radical, man! Like, anytime, anytime I'm like talking anything '90s, I'm I'm always like with my wife or whatever. I'm just talking like, well, you know, totally radical, man. You know, just just radical, whatever, man. You know, just she like, loves it. Throw throw it throw it in the throw it in the. Uh, what were we doing yesterday? Like we're that also oh. reminds me of the guy from uh, Office Space, the neighbor. Very oh, the neighbor, uh, two chicks at once, man. Two <laughs> yeah. chicks at once. Yeah, we were throwing uh, mini tacos into the air fryer, and I was like, my name is Otto, and I love mini tacos. <laughs> and, but that, that one kind of goes w- along with the, a uh, little bit with the macho man. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, the macho man. You know, you just kind of like settle it down a little bit. And then you ratchet up the intensity a little bit and ratchet up. Dude, it's still a little macho man, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, the Macho Man's probably my favorite, man. I gotta say. <laughs> it helps. Macho Man's the best. It, it helps to it helps to watch lots of Macho Man promos. I get recommended to him in like my YouTube feed like constantly, and I, I'm a, such a sucker for that. I watch all of them. <laughs> and so it's easy to mimic like because he, especially like late later on in his babyface run, when he's not as crazy, but he's he's still macho. So he has it's he's not one hundred percent macho. He has to like build up to it, and it's always right, right, really great. Like, yeah. Yeah, so good. Yeah. I also imagine while you're doing it that you have veins visibly protruding <laughs> from your temples and nose. and sweat. I'm just covered in sweat. <laughs> And yeah. my, my tan makes me look orange, and I'm just like look like I'm just taking the biggest dump in the world. And you just smell like cocaine. You just <laughs> you reek of a long night of coke. Man. I can't sit down from because all, all the needles and the steroids. Oh, that's too far. I'm sorry. <laughs> too far. Too far. But yeah, man, you have a good repertoire. You have a lot of a lot of go tos. Well, well, what else am I? What I, I I that's that's not that that many though. There's got to be more. Are there any are there any more oh there is one one more i like to do to make to make uh my friend laugh and this is a little more obscure it's the singer of tool maynard james keenan oh yeah yeah when he when he talks to the audience he has a certain way of talking <laughs> like this and a certain cadence of talking like oh my this. god you nailed it again and this way of talking Will make you feel vulnerable, but also comfortable. <laughs> I, that's that's one I've been doing for like since I was like in high school because I thought it was hysterical that this guy with this like roaring voice, like when you listen to Undertow, and then you mm-hmm. hear him talk live, he's like, "Hi there, how how are you guys?" <laughs> like he sounds like a meek little nerd, but yeah, he sounds like Van Drayson. <laughs> From Beavis and Butthead mixed with like okay, Pete guys. or something. Okay, okay. Yeah, I lo- he's Van Driesen's my favorite teacher from that show. Oh, 100 percent. Him and his. <laughs> Dude, I finally got around to watching the modern ones, like the recent episodes that came out. Oh, they're so funny. They're so Dude, funny. Oh my god, the fucking episode where they watch um, ASMR for the first time. Oh my god. <laughs> I cried laughing. I am, rewound it yes, twenty times. Yes, it, it's it's almost like I felt like that's why they did this. That's why they brought back the show, like for this specific episode right here. Like that was so damn funny. Oh man, that was. <laughs> if you watch that and you don't laugh, we can't be friends. I'm sorry. <laughs> Seriously, man. I I was. It also helped that I was high as balls, but I I was trying to like you know our buddy Dylan from the Discord. Uh, goosebumps podcast i was trying to tell him about it and i was like i'm not doing i didn't i can't i shouldn't talk to him i need to like show it to him i was like dude do you have paramount plus he's like no so i, I recorded it with my phone just <laughs> holding my phone up to the tv I'm like dude you have to see this bit it is so funny yeah i don't think he he was like ha ha i was like come on but i, I yeah, probably when i recorded on, you could just hear that... like the scuffles of my clothes against my phone it's just like because i'm just laughing the whole time you probably can't even hear it so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> had to record it with your phone. <laughs> was yeah, this like was, 2010 or something? I know. I felt so stupid. I was like, dude, you got to see this. I need somebody <laughs> to talk to about this. Man, yeah, that's. I, I'm convinced that they. That's the episode that like Mike Judge himself thought of. Uh, it's it's worth <laughs> it's worth seeking that one out if you haven't seen it. People listening to this, if you haven't seen it, it is really really funny. Especially yeah, if you know what ASMR. You know, if you're right. 
if you dabble in ASMR. I, I'll admit to doing that once in a while. There, I, th- I find a lot of it creepy. What do you think of ASMR? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, th- th- this comes with a story, but I, I personally get nothing from it. But when we, uh, so a group of us, and including, you know, the aforementioned Dylan, Burger Champ was there, a handful of us went to go watch a comedian that we like, Rory Scoville, here in, the, you know, a, a state over, went down to Durham. We all stayed in a big Airbnb. We're gathered around on the last night of our stay this weekend and we're watching we're just cycling through youtube just watching random shit and we get to this like this whole community basically on youtube of just pickle eating asmr (laughs) and some of those videos were absolutely insane not just the fact that they're eating pickles like just everything else about the video was unsettling like the way they would act after they ate it or like using their fingernails to like stroke the pickles before they ate them Uh, like it was bizarre uh, but it was also like could not look away we watched it for hours yeah anybody knew that came into the room and hadn't seen it yet we're like go back to that one and have to show them (laughs) Uh, it was wild so i am intrigued but again like in a social setting if we're going to have some fun watching weird shit i'm down but i'm not going to seek it out you know, oh yeah i'm not looking at looking for it no no i it's it's hysterically funny like in the wrong context for sure um i do like it like just because i i'll say this like the visual stuff the visual mm-hmm. part of it i does absolutely nothing for like just to stop like <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but the but the some of the some of the ones that do like interesting stuff like haircuts like it's fascinating to listen to because it's it really does you feel it around your head when you're wearing headphones and oh, stuff like I that see. it's it's really fascinating to listen to but um i like the ones that are just sounds without people talking like there's one that is uh breaking big blocks of chalk that's really that's really nice uh that i like um but mostly you know it's, it's basically like the same thing as like listening to rain you know like yeah, like a, yeah. pulling up white noise something along those lines so i wonder if we could get like an asmr content creator to come on so we that would talk be i would i would that would be interesting yeah yeah like because like how do you how do you well i would be interested to ask them like how do you promote something like that on like other mediums or do you just have to like hope i don't know like it seems uh, it seems counterintuitive to me to promote a to go out of your way to be like business person and promote your asmr channel on other places you know what i mean that's yeah it it seems bizarre in that way and also too like i know it takes you know to to capture the sounds you want if you're going to put together a good asmr channel like there's specialized equipment and audio right. you know uh and video technology that you want to use also like a lot of your ideas are they people like suggesting it are you coming up with like i'm going to rub a sweater against uh (laughs) something with static for five minutes see what that's That's, like or people like asking for that that's another thing yes very much so like how do you come up with this stuff like i want to uh i don't know rub a rub a computer speaker from 2004 against this uh microphone i i I need a computer speaker like feeding back against a webcam like microphone i need that sound fading in and out because that reminds me of my childhood for some reason exactly you know like how do they come up with this stuff but yeah i'm with you there well i guess if anyone out there knows of a content creator that is in asmr and is decent at it 
uh, you know where to find us, and we'll see what we can do. Right on, yeah. Hi, I'm Michelle from Point and Drink Adventure Podcast. Join me and my friend Pam from YouTube channel Cannot Be Tamed as we drink a little wine and talk about the media we consume. Everything from movies, video games, and even vinyl pickups. Listen on wherever podcasts can be heard and check out our YouTube channel, Point and Drink Adventure, for more extra video recordings of our podcast. Drink well, my friends. Bye. Before we get to the next segment here with YouTube comments that we found, that we found that we thought were funny, uh, we haven't asked in a long time uh, what we're drinking. Um, oh, yeah. Are you drinking anything tonight? Just water? Just a cold, tall water. Cold, tall, hard-ass water. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm drinking Alaskan Brewing Company Husky mm-hmm. IPA. I, this might be common, but I don't think I've seen this before. Interesting. Um, for sale, I, I think it's pretty good. So very good. Yeah, yeah, I haven't. Man, I haven't partaken in like beer outside my typical wheelhouse in a long time i was i used to be a very adventurous beer drinker it was like if i it was kind of like video games like if i'd already played it or if i'd already drank it i was like ugh. had that same problem where i i'm just staring at the beer i you know just going up and down for like five five six minutes just like i've had all this stuff like what what's new that looks interesting and i finally picked this out it's that must be like what women are like with clothes <laughs> you no, know, it's like I, f- I finally get it. Like I've I've had all these all these beers. I I need something different that I know I think I might like. But and but the yeah. damnedest thing is I never remember. Like if you ask me, like okay, oh, well, you've yeah. had this before. What does it taste like? I'm like I don't know. I just recognize the can. I have no idea. <laughs> right. Like see, I was thinking about Sierra Nevada, and I'm just like, I know I've liked Sierra Nevada before, but like, what does it taste like? I couldn't even tell you. So I'm gonna I'm not gonna get that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, should I start here with my first one here? Uh, yeah, what do you for, got here? What's this we, first comment? This is from 14 hours ago. 14 hours ago. <laughs> you two, Actually, this is probably like three weeks ago, but or two weeks ago. Uh, this person, uh, a newbie's patron, they comment on my video uh, for every Super Nintendo action role-playing game. And uh, they say, I must have screwed up... At- I, I'm sorry, I must have been a screwed up kid because I loved Draken. I remember renting it several times, something about the ambient music and sounds, uh, how the constellations would come alive at night and attack your party. This It was the closest closest experience I ever had to feeling high before actually getting <laughs> high, which I thought was really cool. Like yeah. <laughs> The fact that Draken of all things can make you do that. And that is pretty trippy, Like especially if you're not expecting it in that game. So, yeah, no doubt. I hear I, I hear them on that. Um, have you played Draken? Never played it. Never played it. Okay. Yeah. It's it's pretty jank. It's it's not great. Oh, but you said the magic word. I do love a little bit of jank. Oh boy, I don't know if th- this one is like waste your time kind of jank. Like it's, ah, it's, there is it's, a difference. <laughs> like it's not. It's I mean it is fun jank until you realize how much time you're you're wasting. But. Uh, there's another comment here from Josh E E E E six one two three, and it says uh, he comments on my uh, video for the thirteen best Super Nintendo beat 'em ups. He says the sound of the numbers between videos is so shit painful. Crying emoji, crying laughing emoji. I'm sorry. Crying laughing like is it? It's not that painful if you're laughing. What yeah, are you, a sadist. Yeah, I get these comments like 
at least I get one of these like every day. You had a Twitter thread going where people were commenting on the the intro and oh, giving yeah. a comment or hard time. It's like I told you some some people show their boobs for attention on social media. I just post <laughs> comments, people complaining about my intro, and then I get like a hundred likes and like all these people saying it's the best intro ever. And I'm just like, it's literally two seconds of me going dog. Like it's not that. <laughs> it's not. It's not anything to defend or to be to feel anything about. But I find it hilarious that people go both ways on it i so i can't help but but post those once in a while because it's just funny to me yeah no offense i'm probably just going to keep showing my tits but i like your plans good too (laughs) seems to be working for you (laughs) let me jump in here i got one from um this one's kind of fun to me because i don't know if this was like speech to text gone wild or if uh (laughs) eric calmay i want to say i think that's the name uh, just maybe this is the first comment they've ever left on the internet. I don't know, but uh, I'm going to bless their heart. I'll say that. This is uh, 12 days ago, you know, right around two weeks ago. This is on an old video of mine on Laser Invasion, which is a very underrated Konami game on the NES. Mm. He says, uh, he says, we, oh, man, this is great. Um, we got bought in Christmas. All right. That's the first five words. We got bought in Christmas. All right. We got bought in Christmas. <laughs> And the laser scope activate with any sound, even with a blow of breath. But the worst thing is with any fire that you do, it's shot three times. And you will be out of ammo soon. In this game, you can aim with the sight to the enemies in anywhere in the screen. In the helicopter fire, the missiles with the scope. But if you play Duck Hunt with this, you fire the three bullets in a shot. So what do you think about that? That's honestly really creepy to hear like Trav as AI bot. It's it's like it's like it's like everybody crammed in every every script of of Nest Friend into Chat GPT and was able to like replicate your voice somehow, and that's what came out. Dude, you know what what kills me the most about this is obviously it's not a very well formulated thought or sentence, but he does, and there's no punctuation other than. He placed two commas in here. <laughs> no, there's I, three. I see three. Oh, there's, uh, he placed three commas in here. There is no rhyme or reason as to why they are where they are. <laughs> but he was like, I'm going to put true. a little punctuation here. I'm going to sprinkle one in over here. He's like, I've seen people use commas. I'll just put them in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like blunt objects, right? You just like put them where... <laughs> that's kind exactly. of how they work. And yeah. maybe, you know, I don't want to be too... English may not be first language. I, that's fine. Uh, but it's just, it, it entertains me and, uh, I appreciate the guy. I liked it. I, it was fun. I Well, I liked your reading of it because it sounded like, like a, uh, you know, like a Virginia version of, of like, it started Siri. out like with, a, <laughs> with a yeah, Virginia version of Siri. And then it eventually just became you doing a nest friend script as, as an AI bot, which is really funny and t- hor- like terrifying. Cause yep. like I, I'm terrified of, of. Someone being able to put a SNES drunk script oh, yeah. into a machine over. and then it spits out exactly what I uh, uh, bet we could I would we have could, said. I wonder if ChatGPT has scraped enough where it could come up with a SNES drunk video script for a game. We might have to check that out. Um I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but also uh, I enjoyed that he said helicopter. I like that. Helicopter. Not helicopter, yeah. helicopter. Under, under, underrated mispronunciation. Yeah. Um, there's another one here from Doug Masters 4561 and it's about the game Obitus 
Obidus, mm-hmm. Obidus, fun to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, Obidus is very broadly, I, in the video, I should say, I call this game, I start the video by saying, despite appearances, this is not a role-playing game, it's an adventure game. And it it is. You use items and explore, and there's no leveling or anything like that. There's barely any story. Um, but he says, Obidus is very broadly a role-playing game. Cheese Louise... The semantic pretzel games people will engage in to define what an old game is. And when I read this comment, all I could think about was a delicious Auntie Anne's pretzel with with cheese that you dip it in. (laughs) I haven't had those in so long. It was just this just this comment just made me hungry. Yeah, I feel like Cheese Louise. Louise. I've never heard that before, but yeah, me neither. I do like the idea of uh, like a. a brand of pretzel called Cheese Louise. Comes cheese with Louise. Cheese. It comes with the yeah. cheese. Yeah, just I, I just like man, I haven't had a pretzel with cheese in so long. Like, I gotta go to Mall of America, that Auntie Anne's next to that subway by the Sears entrance. Yeah, I used to go there every day after tech school and get a pretzel. That was my routine, man. Good memories. Now I want to just. That's the only reason I would ever go to a mall because I feel like all malls have a decent pretzel stand or an Auntie Anne somewhere. It's like the only reason to go to one now. To... <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that was the only reason I went then. <laughs> this was like 2001. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, that was my strategy. I just, there was always parking available in the Sears lot. And you just go right in. There's a subway first. And then there's an Auntie Anne's. And it's like, what am I hungry for? One or the other. And I had to pick one. And it was usually Auntie Anne's because I love their pretzels. But I haven't had one in a long time. I wonder if there is one. I might go get one this weekend. Do fact report yeah. back. I might have to. <laughs> um, now this one I had to go way back for this. This was six months ago mm. on uh, the incredible Crash Dummies video I did on NES, which I can't believe that was already six months ago. I, I was gonna say six months ago. Jesus, 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 Jesus Christ. Uh, this is from Zil Seraf, Seraf, maybe if you're not from the south. He says, uh, I remember the NES game, The Toys too. I was especially fond of Junk Man and the other evil robots. As for the game, well, I really tried to love it, but couldn't get very far as a kid. The music from Stage 1 has been burned into my memory. I also remember getting some motion sickness from playing as Spin. And when you, when I read that, I was like, yes, playing as Spin does give you motion sickness. So I don't know how familiar you are with the game. But when you play as Spin, if he gets hit, he like he'll bounce like a top and just start going backwards through like a platforming stage. And you can't like make him stop until he hits something is so discombobulating. It's like, I felt that. I felt that. Also thinking about the toys. Did you have any incredible crash dummies toys as a kid? Or did you ever want them? Or what did you think of the incredible crash dummies? I think they came along too late for me. Um, I remember them just as a commercial campaign when Mm. I was a kid um, for it to promote, you know, vehicle safety and stuff. The cartoon didn't come till later, and I think it came a little too late for me. Um, so I didn't really have any opinion about them at all. Like, they just gotcha. kind of existed. But I, you- I missed the cartoon completely, but the toys always fascinated me because they were like cars that would smash and, and wreck, and then you could put them back together and use them Jeez. again. I always thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Like, it's... Uh, <laughs> I, I'd still find a way to break it permanently, but... but sure, yeah, and I'm sure a lot of them did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is co- that is a cool idea, though. I'm going to do one more because I think going out on yours would be the most fun. So um, I had uh, my last video, Gumshoe, uh, I had a little cameo in there by my cat at the very end. 
um, where I did like a little fake thing where I was like holding up my cat with my laser gun. Really, really stupid. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> Someone, Sealy S O zero two. And folks, if you if you make a screen name that's hard to read, no one's going to be able to know what we're saying. He says, "Please tell your cat." I said, pss, 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 pss. <laughs> and I thought that was funny, and I did. I said, "Ralph, the internet says," pss, pss, pss. and he came over to me and he's like, "What do you want?" <laughs> it's like I'm just letting you know what they said. I'm just like you know your cat. That's fine. So I do a thing. I have like a. I, I don't do. Pss, pss, pss. I with cats. I do something else. Like I do the sound with my teeth, where oh. I, I I go like. Can you hear that? It, I think it might have got gated, but it was recorded. And you know what? I'll react as if it was awesome. Whoa. No, it's not awesome. It's definitely not awesome. <laughs> but it's it's the sound I always made with my cat, Liesel, when I was a kid. And it always got her attention because it, it meant like, oh, there's probably some like ribbon or some feather that he's oh, waving okay. around in it that I need to destroy in 10 seconds. Yeah, we had a cat that like anytime you made just like a little suction noise, mm-hmm. um, he would like bark at you he just he'd do like a mah, 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 mah. like he oh yeah like, i know that the fuck yeah like it was a like a almost a bird chirp noise and he was like yeah telling you to shut it up yeah like, like, shut that up <laughs> like my my cat made like dolphin noises almost it sounded like like <laughs> <laughs> it was weird that's like cat asmr that's what we're doing to them <laughs> i miss having a cat i'm not gonna lie i'm allergic to like most of them, but not all of them. I was not allergic to my childhood cat, Liesel, but I'm allergic to pretty much every other cat I've ever been around. I wonder if it's like just because you had more exposure and that was part of it, or do you I, think you I developed have... the allergy later? That's interesting. No idea. Um, I know this. Uh, Liesel uh, was, had longer fur, and every other cat I've been with since then has had shorter fur. Liesel was a... Uh, Burmese, Lynx Point Burmese, I think. And she had long fur, almost like a dog. Wow. So not typical, not typical cat hair. So, and I was not allergic to her. But if you have like short cat hair, like they're 100% chance I'm allergic. I just Googled Burmese Lynx and it shows me a spider. Did you have a spider or a cat? No, bur- <laughs> <laughs> it's Burmese like Chris Berman. And then ease, and then links point, and that's Lisa. Oh, Cat. point. Maybe that's the point I needed. Oh, it is point. You need point. If you just look up Burmese links or links Burmese, it will definitely show you a spider. Oh, damn. But yeah, Wild. that was that was Liesl Cat, and she had real long fur, <laughs> and she she was she really hated people. Man, did she hate people? They're pretty um, cats. Yeah. Yeah, well, she had really bright. I, every picture I'm seeing here it shows them with like bright blue eyes, and that's what mm-hmm. she had. She had wow. bright blue eyes with the lynx stripes. She was really pretty. I'm glad it was a cat because I was be like, well, I think I know why you weren't allergic because your <laughs> family convinced you that a spider was a cat, and that's no, oh, yeah, that would have been problematic <laughs> for my development. But um, and you still thought that you're like, I wish we, you know, I kind of miss having a cat around. I just kept stepping on them and killing them. I just, just kept stepping yeah. on them and and killing them and and doing everything and you know, all that. <laughs> they, would, and, they would escape their jar at night, dude. I don't think you had a cat. <laughs> Oh. And then they'd climb on the top of the jar and molt and <laughs> shed their skin and everything. And it was just a whole deal. And boy, do I miss that. I'm so nostalgic for that cat. <laughs> uh, well, take take us out on uh, this wonderful, <laughs> wonderful comment you got. 
Okay, here's here's the last comment I got. I I recently the here the comment is from has been Binny Znow eighty nine. Remember that game I mentioned a few minutes ago? It's called Obitus. <laughs> Obitus, fun fun word to say. Obitus. And this fellow comes in and says, "My aunt has Obitus." <laughs> oh God, I love it. I love that's it. A great, that's a great comment. That's a great joke. It's perfect. It's short, it's like, sweet. It makes you wonder. You're like, okay, does his aunt have the Super Nintendo game Obitus? Or does his aunt have a condition that sounds like Obitus and she's not well? It's it does sound like it does sound like a disease you'd pick up in some place in like Southeast Asia or something. I don't yeah. know. Like my aunt has Obitus. Now it just seems like what a great I you know, I hope his aunt doesn't have a serious disease that sounds like Obitus. But if she does, that's a great way to pass the news around because I fucking laughed. <laughs> I'm just gonna let everyone know. My aunt has Obitus. I don't. What do I care? Might as well. Might as well spread awareness of Obitus. Yeah. Uh, I, I should. If I'm gonna dig up that comment, just respond with thoughts and prayers. Because either way, it applies. <laughs> that's right. That's the perfect <laughs> reply. Yeah. Because it, it's yeah covers all your bases right there. <laughs> It does. All right. Well, speaking of covering all our bases, I think we covered a whole episode here. It's good to be back. Oh, man. That is a home run bomb of a segue right there. <laughs> I know you're proud of that one. Yeah, it felt good. It felt good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, folks, every, it's, uh, what the fuck, uh, that's, th- yeah, this podcast is Drunk Friend. Uh, and that, has, uh, that has Harry Carey here, <laughs> trying, to, trying to find my place on the sheets. Uh, you can find more podcasts uh, that we do head on over to polymedianetwork.com we got more shows over there we got uh we got polykills coming out all the time point drink adventure with pam and pd all the time but we also got indie quest and you've got some new goosebumps coming out we got goosebumps so check those out and uh have a good time get over there pick and pick and choose pick a good podcast to listen to yeah come on what's your problem what's your fucking problems you can send an email to the show at drunkfriendpodcast at gmail.com and you really should because we're running low on emails. So oh, send yeah. us some emails, okay? Like ask us uh, ask us about uh, something other than sports. We This is a very sportsy podcast. We say that about like every every <laughs> podcast that we do, it seems like, but uh, send us an email. Get us to not talk about sports. What do you want us to talk about? Send us an email saying, hey, talk about this. You don't have to ask us a question. You don't need to write, you know, a huge memoir or whatever. You can just say, if you want to do that, that's fine. But if you if you want to send us an email, tell us what to talk about and say like, hey, hey, guys, Gene Larkin, G- Gene Larkin. Let's talk Gene. Let's dedicate 15 minute segment to Gene Larkin. Let's do it. I- I love you led that off with like, let's get away from sports, but we will do 15 minutes. <laughs> but we will do 15 minutes strictly on Gene Larkin. Gene Larkin. Um, we'll do, but yeah, we'll toss like, in a little bit about Barry at the end if there's time, but we'll mainly do Gene. Yeah, yeah, that's Barry Larkin. I hated Barry Larkin as a kid for some reason. I don't know why, but I just did. Um, but yeah, name name a, a game, name like a gaming trope, name a genre. We'll talk about it for a while. Just say like, Racing games. We'll talk some racing games. And with the current format of the show, if you if there's a guest on, the guest gets to also talk about what you emailed with. That's so, exactly, yes, fuck. that's that's right. It gives them a, a, a cue as well. That's pretty cool. 
But if you can't send us an email for some dumb reason, that's not a big deal. Just give it, <laughs> give us a, ra- <laughs> just give us a rating and review on a podcast up of your app of your choice, and that'll help us out big time. I, it was a horrible read. I'm not confident at all in this last paragraph. <laughs> I feel like I just heard you read that on oh, fast God, forward. That was it sounded bad. like you were being fast forward on an old VCR. Uh, you can find us on social media less and less every day, but um, you can still do it. At Traff Plays Games for me, SNES Drunk for Alex. We also have our own subreddit, which is r slash polymedia. We're on Instagram at polymedia network. That's right. And I lost my place. The track you hear was composed. What? Blah. The track you hear right now is composed by our friend Cooler and is called Electric Starbounce. You can find a link to more of his music on our Buzzsprout podcast page. And that's a shout out to Josh Leslie for our thirst quenching logo. All right. I have to, I have to only, read that like I'm in third grade to get it. You only screwed up the first half. You got the, you got right. the last half. Yeah. Be sure to uh, catch us on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Ah! can't talk. <laughs>